our hearts be blessed by you this day and always, O Lord. Blessings on this Sunday when we celebrate the transferred feast of the Epiphany. This feast day is celebrated on January 6th each year, and we only hear the text from Matthew's Gospel every year. Now, why would that be? It would be because only Matthew records this story in all of the Gospels. In our staff meeting on Tuesday, we begin uh, our, our collective reading of the gospel, and then we reflect on it as a staff together. Well, this Tuesday was no different, and so we read this text from Matthew, and immediately we began to ask questions about the historicity of the narrative, of the incomprehensible story itself. Well, it's natural, isn't it, to ask questions? especially of a scripture text or any other text for that matter that considers itself a proclamation of truth. So asking questions is not at issue here. It's just that if we get caught up by searching for answers to questions we bring to the text, we can lose some of the most essential and fundamental messages that the author of the text hopes to convey to us. Barbara Brown Taylor describes it this way. So much has been made of this story about which we know so little. They were not kings, of course, and there were not three of them, at least not according to Matthew. Now you can check... Um, Erica told me that when I said this this morning at the 8 o'clock service, she immediately proof-texted the gospel text to make sure that Matthew didn't say that there were three. That's good. I like that kind of initiative. I do. But there isn't three in Matthew's text. We do not know who they are, where they came from, or how many of them there were. We do not know how long it took them to get to Bethlehem, or how old Jesus was by the time they got there. We are not even sure about the famous star. It is not that the facts don't matter. It's just that they don't matter as much as the story themselves do. And stories can be true, whether they happen or not. For there is always another way home. You just listen to the story. You let it come to life inside of you. And then you decide on the basis of your own tears or your own laughter, however it impacts your heart. You decide on that, however the story is true for you. Sometimes you can even watch other people listening to the story and pay attention to how the story affects them over time. Once upon a time, there were three, maybe three, very wise men who were all still sitting in their own countries, minding their own business when a bright star lodged in the sky or in their imaginations 
But they were so wise that they knew it did not matter that much. The point was, something beyond them was calling to them. And it was a tug they had been waiting for all their lives. I love this feast day. I always have. Even as a little girl, I was so fascinated by the dark sky, the gleaming stars, constellations, and planets that I would sit for hours gazing at them and always amazed at their reflections in the vast bodies of water by the ocean or the lakeside on the East Coast. It's magnificence. This creation literally takes my breath away, and it still does. I experience the presence of the holy most powerfully in such a setting, feeling as close to me as my own breath. And so when I hear this story, the glorious, mysterious, magnificent story of the Magi, following a blazing star to the place where they find the child Jesus, I want that for myself. I want that journey. I want to dare to dream and hear and listen and move in that journey where I, too, will encounter Jesus. What about you? This epiphany story washes over me and through me in such a way that I feel called to such a journey. I want to be brave enough, determined enough, persevering enough to take notice, to listen long enough to hear something calling to me from beyond my own consciousness. And then I pray that I will be foolish enough to set out on a journey with just enough faith that the destination was not what mattered. It was the journey itself. In her memoir titled Birth of a Dancing Star, Ilia DeLeo, a Franciscan sister in Washington, D.C., also a distinguished colleague of Richard Rohr, Cynthia Bergeau, and James Finley, among others, at the Center for Action and Contemplation, writes this. I often think of that night when heaven and earth were turned upside down and I saw my life in the cosmos in an entirely different way, a new way, a powerful way. And I knew then, as I know now, that change is possible, that we are not consigned to a world of sorrow or a veil of tears, that life is open to transformation, novelty, change, creativity, generativity in ways we have yet to imagine. Over and over, I die. And over and over again, I am born new, and yet even still have I yet fully embraced all of that creativity within my life. But I know that only out of chaos can a star be born. It is a tumultuous birth where flowing gases condense and a massive darkness that eventually explodes into light, into the birth of a star 
dancing amidst billions of stars, light that is love itself, the light of Christ shining in the world and in our hearts, the diaphanous presence of God radiating through everything that exists, everyone, everything, this entire creation radiating with the love of God in Jesus Christ. I have come to see this light of heaven within me, in my journey, and in yours. And this journey always invites us into the brilliance that is the divine's love for all creation. Beloveds of that divine love, this is the message of epiphany. That just as out of the chaos and darkness a star is born, so are we, over and over again. We, like those who are called by the star in Matthew's gospel, are called over and over again into making such a daring journey, a journey that is guided by love. That same divine love born to us and with us and within us beckons us on a journey open to seeking and finding that love that is ours and the love that belongs to all through us. And not just us, but in all that exists. And I think that is part of the gift of this congregation and the DNA, as Robert would talk about it, or any of us who have been long, longer-term members here, is that when we look out these windows, we see that brilliant radiance. We see the evidence of God's love all around us, embracing us and calling us to be those light bearers and love bearers in the world. Epiphany challenges us to trust that in the darkness and chaos of our own lives, that just as that blazing star is born, so are we time and time again. Do you know that in your bones? Do you know how you have been born again? Where a dream you thought was lost was regained, or a dream that you had lost is dreamt over in new ways? To trust the love even within our sometimes broken hearts that will be a gift continuing to blaze within us and through us. And because of our brokenness, it can spill out into the world, continuing to offer itself to heal and redeem and sanctify all that is broken. To trust that we are given to be companions to one another on the journey, to be companions of strangers as well as friends, to those with whom we struggle as well as those with whom we love. That we too must trust to be companions and to allow other companions to be with us as we arrive at the next way station when we too are given the assurance of that love again. So where is this epiphany message resonating with you right now? Where in your life like mine and like Ilya DeLeo do we discover heaven and earth turning upside down so that we might see our life in the cosmos in an entirely different way? How have you listened? truly listened to the beckoning of love calling you. 
How is it calling to you in this moment? And remember, this journey is not meant to be some kind of solitary pilgrimage. Like in Matthew's gospel, it is a journey meant to be shared with all its wonder, mystery, danger, and magnificence. It's a journey that challenges us to sometimes leave behind that which we have come to love and value so very much in order to be called to the next place in which we find not only our belovedness once more, but a capacity to share that love in ways we never imagined possible. Can we make such a journey? Do we dare to make that journey? A journey that where the destination is not as important as the journey itself. This epiphany story is not just a personal one or a communal one. It is also a challenging word for the whole church of God. The church we are on a journey yet becoming. The church being born anew. Daring to do new things. Be new things for one another. Join others in new ways in this world who are broken and hurting and needing our companionship. The church being born anew out of our own chaos and into the mission of divine love's brilliance. Ilya DeLeo has something to say about this too. A church grounded in the core reality of God's love must be a church living from the center of that love, which is why the church can survive in the future. Only if it opens its doors, its doors to all those it currently judges and excludes. In a spirit of humility, the church must learn how to be transparent and authentic, for God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and God's love cannot be controlled by a human grasp of power. I have a mission because every person has a mission. To be the truth of who they are and who they have been created to be. To be the truth so that you invite the truth of others to be lived as well. It is an open road within every heart, but it is a road that needs for you to say yes. So be the church, be the church who proclaims by our very lives and actions in the power of divine love and healing, salvation. Let love take you by the hand and lead you into a world of promise and future life. There I am sure, she writes, you will see the face of the divine. For the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up a people, a new people, for a new planet, and they will know me in their hearts and minds, and we will be one in love. This is a feast that stands as yet another challenge A challenge to trust deeply in God's abiding love for you, for me, for all of us, for all creation. It calls us out of our complacency and our comfortability into the sometimes very uncomfortable and more challenging ways of being Christ's hands and heart in this world. This is our mission, 
This is the message of Epiphany, where no one is excluded and all are welcome to be loved by God and each other. This is the message of the star and the creator. And so we, the church, sing. call to love, and listen as that love calls to you. Amen.